Welcome to episode three of the Strong for Everyday podcast with me, Femi Olatoye. In today's episode, I'm talking to Alex Antonio, who is a women's health physio based in Kent. Alex and I will be talking about what a women's health physio is in comparison to a quote unquote normal physio, how they can help you during your pregnancy and then after your pregnancy in regards to your recovery, your breathing, your posture and your pelvic floor. She also talks about a long list of things that a lot of women just put down to, oh well, I've just had a baby. And actually these are things that can be easily fixed by seeing a women's health physio. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode as I talk to Alex about all things women's health. Hi, Alex. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Fumi. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. I'm actually really, really excited to have you on today. Not only are you one of the experts on our platform, providing us with so much knowledge that all the women out there need in regards to women's health. You're also um, a lovely friend of mine and we've connected on lots of occasions, you know, because we're both really passionate about empowering mums to just feel the very best, but also to be empowered with knowledge of how they can really look after themselves. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Today's going to be really valuable and yeah, really just excited to talk to you about all things women's health. So let's talk a little bit about yourself and what you do and I guess how you also got to do what you're doing. Um, so a little bit about my background. I'm originally was an MSK physio, so what we call musculoskeletal physio, um, which is like more normal physio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went and specialised into uh, visceral therapy, which is where you work with the organs, um, which can affect all, all sorts of different areas um, in your body. And that kind of then actually drew me down into the pelvis more um, because I was dealing with a lot of um, actually women's health issues at that point indirectly through things like uh, endometriosis mm-hmm. um, which you may be familiar with um, which is where the you, the lining of the uterus can sort of um, you know overgrow and things and where that happens it can cause a lot of pain um, and the uh, that, that sort of visual treatment can really help with that um, so yeah, so then that took me into the, the women's health world. Um, and then I started to, uh, you know, learn a bit more about that. And uh, that, that's where I am now. Fantastic. That's really, really great to hear. So how long have you been a women's health physio for? Uh, women's health. So uh, prior to having my own daughter. So we've been probably looking at about six years, five or six years. Okay. You mentioned prior to having your daughter, so you were also a mum of a two, almost three-year-old? She's a three-year-old now, yeah. She just turned three. Oh, yeah, bless her. That's a fun stage. Going on 13, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So you were a women's health physio before you had your daughter, and now you obviously have her. What um, would you say your experience has been in terms of, I guess, knowing everything in theory and then having gone through pregnancy and birth and the recovery from birth yourself? Yeah, I mean, definitely that, um, that aspect has, you know, did help me a lot during the pregnancy. I had a, a really good pregnancy. Um, knowing things like, um, you know, having to have arch supports in just to help the foundations, um, you know, knowing um, what exercises to do or if any, you know, little uh, tweaks or, or strains popped up, I knew exactly what to do. Um, you know, and obviously having colleagues, you know, knowing who to ask or yeah. where to go, 
um, just just uh, you know having that knowledge is is power really is uh, is very empowering for a woman to know those things um, and obviously knowing all the different devices uh, to know to do different things uh, for your body and sort of that that birth preparation you could say obviously labor is is one of those funny things that it will do whatever it wants to do at the end of the day but at least you can make you know the process coming up to it the best you can and then the process after it the best you can absolutely and did you have any expectations going into your pregnancy and birth from because of your knowledge yeah that's a tricky one isn't it um i suppose yes everyone wants the most you know ideal birth and you, you do the best you can um the good thing is I, I know everything for the any eventuality, I suppose. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so you know, there's uh, there's lots of uh, different angles you can <laughs> you could go down with that, that one. Really. Was your birth what you expected it to be then? Uh, no, yeah, for me, no. Um, but I think there were. I think I kind of knew too much. I think okay. in my in my uh, aspect. Um, as I said, the pregnancy was very good. The actual, um, and sort of half of the label was brilliant. And then through um, things that are beyond anyone's control, I actually had um, strange sort of clotting, um, which nobody knew where it was coming from. So um, they just presumed that it could be the placenta. And, and in the end, they did a section just to be sure. Um, and again, we, we still don't actually know <laughs> what actually caused that. Maybe I was on my feet a bit too much. I mean, they say to stay active, which is good. But um, uh, I, I think I, yeah, I gave birth sort of uh, two or three days before, um, uh, you know, uh, actually, uh, two or three days after I'd um, finished work. <laughs> which uh, oh. I'd actually given myself, I'd given, I'd given myself like nearly two weeks off uh, before the birth. Um, but yeah, but babies do what they want, really. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. There's no, there's only so much planning, I guess, you can do for yeah. what babies want yeah. to do. But yeah, it's good to have the um, the knowledge for you know the the after you know the aftermath and um, you know the the primary thing is knowing that. I should go and see someone at six weeks, you know, um, that's the, the, the prime time to see someone to, you know, check your pelvic floor, check your muscles, uh, check your breathing, check, check your tummy gap. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I knew that because in my case, I did have a diastasis, I did have a separation. And as a mum, still a mum, despite my knowledge, I'm still a mum. And you're, as a first time mum, you're overwhelmed with everything that's going on and your baby's your priority and yeah I was aware of things but I thought hey I'm okay I'm strong I can keep going you know slinged her around did everything kept moving even having had the section um but actually when I went to see my colleagues at six weeks I did have a separation I had a three finger separation and um I thought I was better than I was <laughs> so um yeah I think it's really valuable to know that and imagine if I hadn't known that uh I could have been six months down the line then started to get other symptoms you know uh, in my back or in my hips or uh, you know somewhere else um in, in, even in my abdomen so um yeah I think just knowing that we you know we are here as as women's health physios here to help is uh, one of the key things really so I think that's brilliant that you um knew that information so you knew exactly where to go at your six-week check because the check that you had is different to what a um, general practitioner would do, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah. The, the six weeks that you have with the GP um, is fairly quick. I know, I, obviously, I had one. Um, and I, th- I would say primarily it's just checking that baby's okay and that, you know, you, like if I said to you, how are you today for me? And you say, yeah, I'm all right. You know, that's the first thing we say and a very English thing to do. And we say, yeah, all right, until someone digs. And then the, the GP hasn't got time. They're probably not going to dig unless you volunteer that information. Um, yeah. So that's not their fault as, as such. Um, but we just think, oh, well, I've had a baby. That's normal. I should be, you know, that's how it is. Which obviously it's not. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's such a shame that unfortunately the system is just not set up in such a way that really caters for mums. And I think that's why you and I are so passionate about this platform because we want to help as many mums as possible to arm them with that information so that when they go to their GPs, they can ask for these things. They can ask, can you check this? Can you check that? And if they can't, if the GPs can't check those things to be asked to be referred to a women's health physio. Yeah. Now, I've spoken to some ladies who had some issues after birth who didn't know women's health physios existed, went to their GP and asked for a referral and then got referred to a quote-unquote normal physio, not a women's health physio. So can you tell us a bit about the difference of a normal physio and a women's health physio, just to make sure that people really can be empowered with the knowledge so that when they ask their GPs, they know exactly why they're asking for a women's health physio referral? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, well, bearing in mind, I started as a normal physio, we all do. Um, and you can, uh, you know, go into specialities of different angles. So you could specialize in sports, or yeah. you could, you know, specialize in mechanics. Um, mm-hmm. There's different, and obviously, women's health is another angle. So we all start off with this, um, you know, basic um, foundation of knowledge. Um, which is great because even having the baby, there's still that musculoskeletal side that you um, need to have addressed and your posturally, et cetera. Um, but as the women's health side, you're going to be covering things like um, even during pregnancy, like um, what exercises are safe to do during pregnancy, what exercises are safe to do after. Now, a normal physio would roughly know through you know logical um, reasoning and clinical reasoning, but a women's health physio will just have that extra knowledge to give you um you know a, a better session in, in that respect we're trained then um in more depth to check your any uh, abdominal issues a lot more women's health t- uh, physios tend to learn in the visceral aspects of what your organs are doing because when pregnancy they get pushed up and moved around and that can be restrictive to your lungs your diaphragm or can can impact and push down on your pelvic floor we check your pelvic floor. Um, we can help with things like mastitis. Um, we can help with uh, prolapse. It's quite a big one, you know, front, middle, back. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you know, when people say, oh, I feel really heavy downstairs, there can be another reason why you feel heavy downstairs. Um, painful intercourse, that's another one. I always uh, catch people out on that one when I, I say that in my um, assessments and uh, obviously say it in the nicest possible way. <laughs> and, um, and they're like, oh, you know, thought, thought it should be tender after but i actually you know say to people um at you know from six weeks onwards um to have a go to actually have some sex because it's almost diagnostic for us you know and for you (laughs) so it it tells us are you okay there you know what's going on are you feeling something else are you know are you healing in the right way um bowel issues so we go a lot more deeper into bowel we don't just check if there's any sort of what we call red flags we don't check just the um 
you know, the ones that, okay, you need to go to A&E type thing. We check if you've got poor control, you've got constipation, or have you been leaking a bit? Or um, do you have that kind of urgency? Like, oh, I've, I've got to go, you know, and if I don't go now, I'm going to wet myself. Um, or frequency, just like every time you're going to toilet, like before you leave the house, as soon as you come back, maybe as soon, you know, as soon as you get to your next destination, you're weaned again, again, again. Um, and the average sort of time to um, times of weaning is sort of about um, six times a day. So, you know, that's, that's a, a good, good amount. Um, so if you're sort of, you know, some people come through and they're doubling that. And mm-hmm. of course you're thinking, right, okay, we need to look at this. Mm-hmm. Um, stress incontinence or um, emptying issues, you know, so you're not actually getting everything out of the bladder. And as soon as you stand up, you're weaning again. We can, you know, help with those things. And quite easily we can help with those things. It's quite amazing how body is an amazing thing and it will respond really quickly. And I would say of an average of like two to three sessions, you can really see some results. And obviously due to the COVID situation at the moment, um, uh, I've been absolutely amazed with how well people have been, you know, um, responding to treatment online. Actually, you know, um, really impressed you know how and people have been saying oh i feel like 40 to 60 percent better just from one session um and that's them you know working on themselves again empowering people isn't it to sort of absolutely yeah there's lots of things we can do lots of things we can do but of course we go into um we go into things like spd as well you mm-hmm. know um so that um where the pubic synthesis at the front uh that sort of pelvic pain there so pelvic girdle pain um gosh the, the list goes on pre pre and post uh gyne operations that can be endo adeno hysterectomies yeah there's um we can even help with sort of back pain up across syndrome issues when people are feeding that's breast or bottle because you're kind of in a similar position or um if you're lying in bed you're co-sleeping again this can affect here and and that's fine we can treat that and you can carry on doing what you're doing we we work to work with you with the functional things that you have to do. We're here to make you functional. We're not here to say, don't move, don't do that. Um, because you're already picking up baby from day one, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're just teaching you little tricks, little tips here. Uh, and then for some of you being a little bit more specific to you know, just re-engage again and, and get things back to normal. So that was a really long list of things that you can help women with. Yeah. And I think I I missed half out as well. (laughs) (laughs) And I think a lot of those things are really common. And I think the problem is with these things is that people and sometimes doctors as well will tell patients, oh, you've had a baby. That's normal, isn't it? Yeah, that that is the case. I did have a young lady that was told that um, and she was a year postnatal and uh, she was feeling very heavy downstairs and she'd actually had four gynae checks um just unfortunate very unfortunate um and they you know they just said just you know structure you're okay you're all right it's just um it takes time and this was her first baby she's only 21 this is not really and and when i examined her that i said did they actually you know feel the muscles and she said well they used the, the um the spectrum and and yes if you're going in everything's in the right place in this this young lady's situation but her muscles were not firing. They weren't even flickering. So if that was in a lying position, you can imagine what standing up is going to do when your pelvic floor is there 
its job is to kind of hold everything in like your guts and everything so um if it's not doing that in lying she's going to feel heavy as soon as she stands up and then by the end of the day even worse so um but in her situation her she had previous constipation issues which were increasing the issue so we addressed two things there and literally in one session she felt 70 percent better Honestly, it's stories like this that make me, it makes me sad because there is so, so much good help in the form of people like you, a woman's health physician, who, who does this thing and who, you can help people, like you say, in an hour session, you can feel 50, 60% better um, than you did when you first came in. But again, the knowledge is just not out there. The information is just not out there. So like the disconnect between the NHS not referring to women's health physios is it's massive by the sounds of it. So, you know, as a, this might be a question you might not be able to answer, but like as a body of women's health physios, you know, I'm sure you're doing lots and lots of work to get that connection with GPs to make sure that they know that you're there to help women after they've had babies, aren't you? Yeah, that's what we're trying. And, you know, and I've got a few GPs I work with and, and they're really good. You know, they, they listen and understand. And I, I know if I refer them, you know, my clients to that particular doctor and say, look, hey, you know, I've done what I can with this client or, you know, she's only got so many funds, this needs to be done through the NHS. Um, then, you know, I've got certain doctors that won't even bother with the examination. They'll go, do you know what Alex has referred to you? I'm going to send you through. So, you know, there are, you know, they, they are such under um, a lot of time restrictions and especially even in the hospital as well. Um, and because of that, um, it just makes the assessment there having to be so quick. You know, I, I worked in the NHS for a while and, um, you know, I remember being told to do a neck assessment in 20 minutes. This is a brand new person in 20 minutes. I'm barely going to get all the information out of them. And they're, they've already waited like six months to come and see me, you know, and they're sort of sitting there going, how are you going to help me? So (laughs) you've got to break down that wall, you know, and, and to be honest, probably some of the others, they're, they're sitting there thinking, oh, no, how am I going to help this person? I've got 15, 20 minutes, you know, and, um, you know, it, it probably a bit, bit demoralising, really, which is why I came out of the NHS. Um, it, it has some great, great, um, you know, sort of assets and things, and it's really good for acute situations. So, uh, you know, I don't want to diss the NHS because it's brilliant, um, but it's, uh, it just can be frustrating for us as practitioners. I can imagine. So uh, an NHS referred appointment is only 20 minutes. That was just an example of um, one that that I did um, way back as like a junior, you know, I'm talking like 15 years ago now. Um, But I I would imagine it's pretty similar. I have heard some follow-up sessions have been 10 minutes. That's just not enough time. Like you say, you can take it 20 minutes just to get information from people. people. Especially when we're talking about, you know, women's health is very sensitive. I, I yeah. think some of them do get a little bit longer. I've got colleagues that still work in the NHS, but they've come out working in the private world as well. Um, and that's not to earn money, that like more money, that's actually to, to help people, you know, and to actually get to do their job because, you know, we're just so passionate about what we do. Um, mm-hmm. And there's so many people to help. Yeah, absolutely. Gosh, again, just a reminder why we do what we do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I mean we, we can help to you know help you understand the changes that go on in your body um you know during pregnancy after pregnancy and just that understanding is is massive like it really makes a big difference mm. um learning you know learning the correct way to activate your pelvic floor learning how to sort of um 
activate and strengthen your abdominal muscles in the right way and sort of find that uh, those deeper deeper abdominal muscles um i just had one the other day and she said there's absolutely nothing else wrong with her second baby except for just um you know a bit of diastasis um and she could see that this was starting to separate and uh and the doctor actually said to her, go and find a private um, physio at this time because you're just never, you're not going to get to see anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and she did it. She felt herself. I got her to palpate herself. And she could feel at one point that her fingers went a bit deeper. Uh, and I said, right, let's do a little thing. And we just literally did a few little tricks, activated her, her deeper core muscles. And, um, and then she went, oh, wow, I can't, I'm, not, I'm not sinking down so much at that point now. And that was literally in, what, half an hour? Yeah. You know? So imagine that you know, that's just half an hour. Imagine if she does that every day for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's powerful again, how much yeah. how much we can quote unquote fix almost I guess. Um a lot of issues that we like we said before, just put down to, oh I've had a baby, that's that's just how it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think I think we've we've you know, as as mums we've got to take a little bit of responsibility as well and um and know that it's okay it's all right we have permission to look after ourselves you know we often don't put ourselves first yeah and, and really we need to in order to look after everyone else <laughs> absolutely yes definitely um what would you say are sort of the easiest if i can say easiest things to fix that mum's child like they think i'm just putting this down so i've had a baby there's nothing i can do about this um and if yeah. for example they came to see you say six months ago that could have been you know one appointment sorted yeah I, i'd probably say pelvic pain you know pelvic pain and uh, lower back pain um can actually be treated you know you know fairly um fairly quickly it's um as i say like everyone's different and quite often you have you know more things building up uh, that we have to look at and you sort of got layers i like thinking of it like layers of the onion you know so we yeah. peel away those onion layers until we get to the core um but, you know, it, it, you know, in two or three sessions, it, most things can eat. As I say, even, even some really intense pro, you know, prolapses or even that, that young lady that wasn't firing any of her muscles in mm. one session, you know, you can get so much more. So I don't think there's a real restriction as to which is the easiest because yeah. I think even that one session is so valuable for a lot of people. And I've done, you know, currently some online sessions with people that aren't, you know, around my area they've done the session felt great from the online session just because they've got so much more knowledge and understanding so then i've you know given them the details of who to see around their area and now you know they're 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 looking forward to see doing the next session you know so what sometimes one session is enough for for many issues yeah it's actually quite interesting that you know obviously this covid situation has forced us to all go online a lot more and the fact, I'm sure a lot of people probably thought, well, what's the point of me doing an online uh, session with a physio who really needs to touch me and stuff? But at the same time, I'm sure people that have had any preconceived like notions and a bit of potentially fear, I guess, about seeing a physio, this is probably quite a good way to have a first appointment and feel a bit more at ease to then go into that first physical appointment and for like, I, yeah. I'm, I, I, bit, I know what to expect, you know, I know you haven't physically touched me yet, but I sort of know what to expect now that I've mm. had my online consultation, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. And, 
and even if people are nervous there's lots of things I can you know help them with and get them if you think about getting them to do it to themselves it's like well um you know they're the barrier they're they're the protective barrier they're looking after themselves because they're not going to hurt themselves you know so I just teach them a few little tricks and if the partners are there and they're winning then uh, that helps too and this is in the comfort of your own home Mm. um so I've done a few once my little one's in bed and they're like well that's great because my little one's in bed too and they can concentrate you know that's yeah that's really cool and what would you say are you know talking about the early um postnatal period what would you say are your three top tips for the early days in terms of you know helping your recovery after you've, you've given birth and maybe we should sort of caveat that with potentially three top tips for a vaginal birth and three top tips for a cesarean birth Okay. Well, I could probably give you three that can cover both actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think it's a really good idea to, um, have a a tubi grip, a tubi, you know, one of those, um, sort of elasticated bandages, um, that you can get in size. It's something like K or L. I think I have K in the clinic with myself. And actually I was introduced that to uh, a friend that was in Australia that had her baby, um, many years ago now. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, I was just giving this, you know, like have this for when you have yours, you know. And I thought, wow, that's really, that's really good, actually. So I did. I used mine, uh, it, you know, even though I had a section. And, of course, they were going, oh, don't cover that up. It's like, yeah, but I'm not going to be covering up, you know. you going to be sensible. You're going to let it have some air. And it, it often has a strip on it anyway, you know. And, um, and it's just great because you've got, you know, belly was up like an inflated balloon. Now the balloon contents has gone like that it's just really nice to have that support there and it just uh, gives feedback, you know, feedback to the tissues of, um, and support where things are meant to be. So then you're, you're at a slight advantage for those muscles to go, Oh, I think I know what I'm meant to do. I think I'm going to try and hold this together because um, you probably remember standing on one leg after you've given birth was like, what is this all about? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm on a tightrope. <laughs> <laughs> where has my body gone so that would be my first one and that would be for you know either either one vaginal or um as a section Mm -hmm. um second one um arch supports i would get some really nice me you know medium to firm uh three quarter length ones you can get them uh from a company called soul control really uh really good company and they're about five pound you know Mm -hmm. roughly about five pound from ebay um i'm sure you can get similar ones different makes um but you know i wouldn't be spending any more than 10 pound let's put it that way if you went to boots i'd probably charge you 20 pound you, you don't need to be spending that much and you can then pop them in your shoes and actually wear them in a pair of shoes or trainers that you're happy to wear indoors yeah mm-hmm. because as soon as we have baby we're, we're indoors we're walking around bare feet and we've already got like floppy foundations because our ligaments are still kind of loose and lax so those arch supports i'd have actually got prior you know in pregnancy as well so that it becomes a natural transition afterwards and it just gives you that support and it's and it's well worth it and then thirdly um i would do the zip the zip technique or what i call the zip techniques my little thing so in pregnancy obviously you've got big belly and you're pulled forwards so you're in that kind of real what we call anterior tilt yeah and you're shifted forwards like a soup bowl is like, it's like when you're going to pour out all the soup. So we want to bring that soup bowl back. Okay. So when the balloon's been deflated, 
you're still kind of stuck in that position because the body goes, well, this is where I've been most of the time. So unless you tell me to go somewhere else, I'm going to stay here. But of course, then the muscles can't engage so well. The pelvic floor can't engage so well in that soup spilled position. So what I say to people is to tuck your tailbone under. Yeah, so like you're trying to get your tailbone to go towards your pubic bone in this direction. And then I say, imagine you're putting on a tight pair of jeans and you're doing that zip up and you've got that, that lower part of your belly that you've got to just suck in, yeah, just to do that little bit of zip up. So you're not kind of going, ah, pulling in all your tummy, like, you know, for gold. It's just that lower bit you're sucking in. And if you imagine doing that right now and you just imagine you've got to sit there and you're just going to suck in your lower part of your belly, your kind of bum squeezes and your, and your pelvis tilts backwards. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's it. And, and you literally, if you think about doing that throughout the day, just whenever you think about it, zip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Zip. Mm-hmm. Then you're already doing a pelvic exercise and it's going to get you in a fantastic position. Those tips are really great. I also love the first tip with the explanation that you gave, because a lot of people, well, I was certainly recommended a, a sort of belly wrap thing and nobody said the reasons why you did everyone it was more for vanity you know oh you know you're not pregnant anymore you need to get your belly back in um but actually the point that you made i think is really fantastic because it's about getting your body used to being in the right position again isn't it it's about posture it's about getting your body to remember what it was like nine months before you know before it got pregnant where everything is supposed to be so that's a really good tip all of those tips are really yeah good. well it's like anything if anything starts to um you know sag or fall off or i don't know your fingers starting to <laughs> you've cut it there and you, and you and it's falling off you know you don't go ah oh, well i'll tell you what i'll leave it like that until i get to the hospital and then i'll see you know you you try to put it back as much as you can <laughs> then you wrap it right you try to keep it where it is you know because it's secure it's firm it's just logical it makes yeah. sense yeah obviously you want to be able to breathe you know don't have such a tight one that you can't breathe <laughs> and you don't wear it at night you just yeah wear it in the day when you're functional yeah that's such a great tip yeah i love that that's really really cool is there anything else that you'd want to add in terms of there probably is a lot you want to add but i was going to say that we far too long <laughs> <laughs> that is I, I love to talk so we could be here forever <laughs> <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do another episode for sure um yeah yeah that'd be yeah, great takeaway for women to to know about why they really should see a women's health physio um, at any point in their pregnancy and postnatal journey. Yeah. Sorry, was that a question? I missed that. Sorry, yeah, what sorry. was the question? <laughs> so um, what would you, you know, what, what reason would you give, I guess, that a oh, woman, reason. Okay. Yeah, a woman should see a woman's health physio at any point in her pregnancy and postnatal journey? Yeah. Uh, I mean, first thing is we can empower you knowledge-wise. So we can help prepare you for what you'll be feeling and why you're feeling it which we, you know, which is massive. It's like, Oh, I've got a headache. Why have I got a headache? I don't know. If once you know, wait, well, your muscles are tight here. Well, is that, or it's because you're not drinking enough water. You can help yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So once uh, that would, you know, once you know how to help yourself, that's massive. And then of course that would help you with the next pregnancy and the next one and the next one. Um, so that would be the massive thing. Um, yeah. That, that, yeah. And all of the things we mentioned above, you know, it's, it's helping you prevent, those things from happening you prevent yourself from having a prolapse um prevent maybe the diastasis um there's there's a you know diastasis is a funny one we, we can have that topic another day it's not always that easy to 
prevent, but absolutely because it's meant to happen in pregnancy. You know, your, your muscles are meant to separate. So it's all about bringing it back again and why is it not coming back? So, um, you know, there can be a number of reasons. And e even as a physio, I'm not perfect. You know, there's still, <laughs> there'll be things about myself that always got to correct. And actually it's what got me into, into physio from like the age of seven, having issues when I was seven. And so this is the passion that drives you. There must be a reason, there must be a fix. We've got to sort this out. Yeah, ah, that's really great. So um, one final question then is, what does strong for every day mean to you? Strong for every day. Well, I would say um, for me, that would mean strong for every occasion, you know, strong for every eventuality to be educated and, uh, you know, empowered. If you, if you are educated and informed, you know how to make the right decisions. So, you know, you know, strong, strong for every day means you're going to be strong because you're going to know how to deal with things because you've got a really great source here to tap into and be like right I've got a question there you address it straight away rather than leaving it um, and it's just it just you know like with the online sessions it just gives you that little bit of information and then you're on your way yeah that's great love that answer thank you so much thank you very much for joining me today Alex I'll make sure to leave all of your details in the show notes of how you can get in touch with Alex where you can find her on her social media and you know just look out for her content on the strong for everyday platform thank you alex great thank you for having me bye-bye <laughs> bye so as you could hear alex and i are super passionate about this topic and so many other women's health topics and that is why we created the strong for everyday platform it's a platform designed to empower mums to feel their very best in the areas of mindset menu movement and me time You'll find Alex, myself and other experts giving you advice from all things to do with preconception right through to menopause, covering every stage in a woman's life and helping you navigate those stages. We want all mums to feel empowered with the right knowledge to be able to advocate for themselves with their healthcare professionals. So don't forget to check us out at strongforeveryday.club and at strongforeveryday on social media. 